Section six of the Cooey Reciter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Drought and Doctrine by J. Brunton Stevens. By kind permission of the publishers, Messrs. Angus and Robertson, Sydney and Melbourne. Come, take the tenor, Doctor. Yes, I know the bill says five, but it ain't as if you merely kept our little un alive. Man, you saved the mother's reason when you saved that baby's life. And it's thanks to you I hadn't a raven idiot for a wife. Let me tell you all the story, and if then you think it strange, that I'd like to fee ye extry, why, I'll take the bloom and change. If your bill had said a hundred, I'm a poor man, Doc, and yet I'd a slave till I had squared it. Aye, and still been in your debt. Well, you see, the wife's got notions on a heap of things that ain't to be handled by a man as don't pretend to be a saint. So I minds the cultivation, smokes my pipe and makes no stir, and religion had such points I lays entirely on to her. No, she's got it fixed within her that if children die afore they've been sprinkled by the parson, they've no show for evermore. And though they're spared the pitchfork, the brimstone and the smoke, they ain't allowed to mix up there with other little folk. So when our last began to pine, and lost his pretty smile, and not a parson to be had within a hundred mile, although there is a chapel down at Bluegrass Creek, you know, the clergy's there on duty only thrice a year or so. Well, when our yet unchristened might grew limp and thin and pale, it would have cut you to the heart to hear the mother wail about her unregenerate babe, and how, if it should go, twould have no chance with them as had their registers to show. Then awful quiet she grew, and hadn't spoken for a week, when in came Brother Bill one day, with news from Bluegrass Creek. I seen, says he, a notice on the chapel railin' tide. They'll have service there this evening. Can the youngster stand the ride? For we can't have parson here if it be true as I've heard say. There's a dying man as wants him more'n twenty mile away. So. He hadn't time to finish ere the child was out of bed, with a shawl about its body and a hood upon its head. Saddle up, the missus said. I did her biddin' like a bird. Perhaps I thought it foolish, but I never said a word. For though I have a vote in what the kids eat, drink, or wear, their spiritual requirements are entirely her affair. We started on our two hours' ride beneath a burning sun, with Aunt Sal and Bill for shorties to renounce the evil one, and a bottle in Sal's basket that was labelled Fine Old Tom held the water that regeneration was to follow from. For Bluegrass Creek was dry, as Bill that very day had found, and not a sup of water to be had for miles around. So, to make salvation sartin for the babby's little soul, we had filled a dead marine, sir, at the family waterhole, which every forty rods or so Sal raised it to her head, and took a snifter, just enough to wet her lips, she said. Whereby it came to pass that when we reached the chapel door, there was only what would serve the job, and deuce a dribble more. The service had begun. We didn't like to carry in a vessel with so evident a character for gin. 
So we left it in the porch, and, having done our level best, went and owned to being miserable offenders with the rest. And nigh upon the finish, when the parson had been told that a lamb was waiting there to be admitted to the fold, remembering the needful, I gets up and quietly slips to the porch to see a swagsman with our bottle at his lips. Such a faintness came all over me. You might have then and there knocked me down, sir, with a feather, or tied me with a hair. Doc, I couldn't speak, nor move. And though I caught the beggar's eye, with a wink he turned the bottle bottom up and drank it dry. And then he flung it from him, being suddenly aware that the label on't was merely a delusion and a snare, and the crash cut short the people in the middle of Amen, and all the congregation heard him holler, Sold again! So that christening was a failure, every water flask was drained, even the monkey in the vestry not a blessed drop contained, and the parson in a hurry cantered off upon his mare, leaving baby unregenerate and missus in despair. That night the child grew worse, but all my care was for the wife. I feared more for her reason than for that we spark a life. But you know the rest. Our providence contrived that very night that a doctor should come cadging at our shanty for a light. Baby? Oh, he's chirpy, thank ye. Been baptised. His name is Bill. It's weeks and weeks since Parson came and put him through the mill, and his mother's mighty vain upon the subject of his weight, and regular cock-a-hoop about his spiritual state. So now you'll take the tenor. Oh, confound the bloomin' change. Lord, if Billy died. But, Doctor, don't you think it's somewhat strange that them as keeps the gate would have refused to let him in because a fool mistook a drop of Adam's ale for gin? End of section.